rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, can you hear me? How's it going? Uh-oh, I can't hear me. Hey, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you. This is our regular scheduled gathering every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. Let me fix that a little. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. If you don't want to give it a good review, then don't give it a review at all. Did I don't go to your job and say, four stars, three stars. Leave me alone. Do something nice. Only if you want to do a five-star review. I don't need to hear. If you want to, to constructively criticize, that's fine. Send me a private email at contact at republicandirtytricks.com. Somebody sent me an email. I'm very traumatized, actually, now that I think about it. Years ago, I got an email. It's years ago. I still think of it. From a liberal, a so-called liberal, who listened to Progressive Voices. She didn't like my two-minute tirades on Progressive Voices. She said that she didn't like my voice. She hated my theme music. Whenever she heard the theme music, she couldn't turn the radio off fast enough. And I was like, fuck off, bitch. Go. This is what you think is a productive way to spend your time? To s send an email to a liberal, someone who's in the arena. Spend your time productively. Go write a letter to your congressperson. Do something valuable with your time. You know what I mean? Why are you writing me? I, you don't like my voice. You don't like my mute. Go away. How do you... Oh, she didn't like the way it was recorded. Well, guess what, bitch? Why don't you become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin? And then maybe we'll have a studio one of these days, unlike Breitbart and those propagandists who get... They're, they get billions of billions, I'm exaggerating, millions from the Mercer family. That's what we're up against. And wh whatever this bitch's name is, I've erased at least that from my memory. But it's, uh, yeah, it traumatized. Nah, I guess I'm traumatized, whatever. You know what it is? It's that when, and I hope this person is listening. I hope they're on Progressive Voices, maybe, and listening right now. But she probably heard the theme music and ran. And hopefully she tripped and fell and hurt herself. And but maybe she stubbed her big toe, okay? I'll try to be nice. As she was running towards the radio to shut it down, shut my voice down. But um, that's what I thought. You know, we're up against the right-wingers. I expect it from right-wingers. But when liberals write me, or so-called liberals, and say things like that, I wonder, well, I don't wonder why we're in the boat that we're in in this country. You know what I mean? Somebody said to me once, I th and I found it very, um, it was good criticism because this was years ago. They said, y you're angry. I know you're angry, but make sure you're angry at the right things. 
be instead of being angry at the world at large be angry at the right things and i always think about that because it's it's really easy to be angry period and think the world sucks the whole world sucks it's not true though yes yeah, some of it sucks and this is what we talk about republicans suck conservatives suck they're the worst if only they just sucked if only they were just merely annoyances unfortunately they have power at this time because well they're thieves and crooks and they'll do whatever it takes to get power and they hate democracy we know that right but not everything sucks so that's what we're here talking about because liberals at least i was thinking about fdr today thinking about his one of his quotes and this is and last week we read the quote by by governor cuomo and i maybe i'll read it again just for um since i'm mentioning it because you know you got to do that i guess when you're doing a show because not everybody's listening to every single show but anyway before i get into that um the the quote i was thinking about from fdr and i'm paraphrasing from memory better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity than the something in the indifference of a government oh wait then the uh omissions of a government caught in the ice of its own indifference i'm just uh, from memory i'm remembering that but so i'm sure it's a little bit it's not the exact quote it's just paraphrasing but better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity isn't that the point a government that lives in the spirit of charity we are the government that's why as a people we get together to form a government hopefully that works for all and we try to bring out the best in each other not the worst and that's the conversation that we have on this on this show at least every week is what is the purpose of government we believe that government is a for it can be a force for good Re the republicans apparently i guess this is where they get oh they're small government they're they're afraid government's gonna come in and and uh take over take their guns make them gay marry someone or whatever i don't know nobody cares enough make them gay marry you know what i mean but they're so afraid because they're that's just the way they view the world the world is a scary complex place but the and that's what they're afraid of we don't so they say that we are we don't like big government because we you don't want government getting so big that it um you know takes over takes over your freedom but yeah, that's why you don't want conservative government. You don't want right-wingers in government. Don't tell me. Show me anywhere in the history of the world, of recorded history. Somebody help me. Is there a right-wing government that isn't an oppressive, 
regime that harms its people, that rapes the environment and uh, makes a joke and mockery of laws and, and the individual. Show me a right-wing government that is a force for good. I don't think one exists, frankly. I know that the conservatives, what they, because they don't have anything in reality to boast about, so they have to lie and cheat and steal, and they understand that American, well, not just Americans, human beings, we, we know what's right and what's wrong. Inherently, we have been programmed. Only if you're uh, normal, though. You know what I mean? Some people are sick, like Trump and his enablers. They're sociopaths. They're malignant narcissists. They're, they're, they're the lickspittles of malignant narcissists. I don't know which is worse, really. But they... Um, what, was I, what was the point of this? I went off. You know what happened? I just looked at the chat, and I got distracted. And I said to myself, "Everyone, everyone's here." Daniel, Els, Haiku, Resist Evolve, Steve Grossman, hello, Antonia, hello, Tamara. And anyway, I'm trying to get back on track here. So, um, yes, government. They think government is uh, a force for evil because it's like. The, the power of projection. They understand what they are capable of. Do you know what I mean? That's why they, when Republicans, like for example, Twitter goes off on Democrats and says, they want power. They all, they, that's it. That's all they want is power. He's talking about himself. He wants power. They need, that's not the, the reason most Democrats, I'm not saying all, you know me and Democrats, but they don't get into government merely for power. What's the power? The power to give everybody health care? The power to ensure that people don't go bankrupt when they get sick? The power to what? What, are, what is the ultimate aim? Even they hate George Soros, right? They hate that, uh, you know, well, that's just all anti-Semitism uh, as well. So, we, we, you know, I mean, they're not that, it's like my cats. I can, I taught my cat, Tara Jr. Jr. Let's hope, oh, he's sleeping over there. But uh, I was just looking to see if he was going to come over because I called him. He said, it, I said his name. Anyway, he uses the toilet. He's toilet trained like a person. He thinks he's a person anyway. So it's very good. And Francis Jr. Jr., because of all his problems, he has a litter box. So there's a litter box there, but Tara Jr. Jr. still uses the toilet. So he thinks, you know, he's kind of human. But um, the, the, what was the point of this? See, I'm already off the fucking track here. It's all, and it's, we just got into the show. Um, but Republicans, I was talking about Republicans pretending to be human, right? And, uh, the anyway whatever i'm sorry and then i i saw you guys giving me some super chats i'm very off i've been in the house what can you what do you think i'm living in queens i'm living in ground zero i've uh thank god for the internet and thank you jim for your super chat and thank you ls214 for your super chat good work delivering the message wish i could do more it's okay you do a lot and all right, let me get, let me focus. I was going somewhere with that. That's what's so fucked up. 
so. But let me see. I was talking about Republicans hating government, small government. And, okay, yes, that's why you don't want to give a conservative power. Oh, thank you, Shannon, with the Super Chat $5. Wonderful. You, you didn't have to do that. Um, she's a, the, These people are patrons already. They do double duty over here. Thank you so much. Jim is a patron. Els, I'm not sure if, I guess you are. I think you are. I don't know your name on the, on the patron list because you have a different name here and shannon thank you yeah um all right let me focus my my brain a little i'm sorry guys and you know this is what you do what what happens when you get on to, when you watch tower buster you go on a ride i don't know somewhere sometimes we we end up we don't know where we end up i start i have a million articles that i want to talk about and then i we go off. I don't even touch the goddamn articles because we've gone down a whole different road. So, and thank you again, Deborah. Hello. Another super chats are coming in like a minute, a uh, mile a minute here. Thank you guys. So, yeah. Um, that's why the point of the whole thing was that's why you, you don't want to give Republicans power because, okay, yeah, this is what I was thinking about. The, they project their manias outwards and um because they know what they are capable of so they're afraid that that democrats just want power because that's what they're uh in government for they're in government for power for doing what what are they doing with power so even george soros they go after george george soros we know why because it tickles racist funny bones he he ticks those boxes this the secret cabal of jews running the world that's really what they're they're tickling the nazi the right out of the nazi playbook and they pretend that uh um, george soros all the well some of them know the people in but this is what's so disgusting about republicans you think that lindsey graham really thinks that george soros is running the world of course not but you think Trump thinks that? Maybe he does because he's stupid. But he'll be the first one to tweet about something or about George Soros funded something or, or whatever. And I always say to these right wingers, what is, um, what's the difference? So if George Soros gets his way, his taxes go up, his, his um, businesses are highly regulated, his workers pay less taxes than he does. So what's the ultimate end game for George Soros? What's he going to do? Ensure that you don't go bankrupt? I mean, that's not, a, the, what is the end game of all the power that we want to accumulate? The Democrats, the, the normal people, you know what I mean? Whereas for Republicans, what's their end game? Concern, we, we see what it is. It's the end of democracy itself. It's the end of the grand experiment, end of story. They will pretend they're doing it all for mom and apple pie and wave the flag and jerk off into the flag as needed to fool and trick the dupes. But ultimately, they are destroying 
the very thing that they pretend to be representing and advancing. That's why Republicans hate democracy. They hate it. They are, if, if this was the 1770s, they would be the loyalists. They would be on the side of the opposition to the revolution. They'd be writing pamphlets, not about liberty and freedom. They would be writing pamphlets about our natural loyalty to the king, the God-given instruction not to rise up against your betters. It's chaos, as you see. Even now, Republicans, what, what are they bringing to the table, okay, in this pandemic? They don't, um, th this is what's so disgusting. So somebody wrote me on Twitter the other day, uh, one of the viewers, and she was saying, oh, I'm listening to your show, I'm screaming, uh, I can't believe these people. And I wrote back, because I was listening to Twitler do his his daily press conference why and we went through this we go through this the we went through this the last show and the show before and i will keep asking this question what is the point why do they break in i mean you're in the middle of judge judy i'd rather there's, there's more value in listening to judge judy's show at the and letting it go to the end to find out who won the case if that person that uh i don't know i'm trying to think of a judge judy case i'm only kidding i wasn't watching judge judy but um but that's the point they break in to any show if you're watching a soap opera it does what is the point of breaking in so a con man can demand that we all show him appreciation this is not, it is not a joke here. He is killing people. Already he has killed, needlessly killed Americans by spreading misinformation. Any other president, could you imagine any president in a time of war going out there and telling the, the people complete and other bullshit? He might as well be working for the invisible enemy. He's frankly working for our very visible enemies, clearly. He clearly gets up there and sucks ass on Putin. He kisses ass on Kim Jong-un. He's working for our visible enemies, so why not assume and see and, and really put it together? Let's, instead of denying the, the what we see right before our very eyes, let's understand that Twitler is... The problem. He's part of it. It's not just the pandemic. That virus can't help itself. But can we help ourselves and eliminate and uh, get this disgusting giant orange virus infesting our body politic out? We don't. It's not serving any, any good to have a con man. A tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes, who cares more about himself than any other any person in this country, who is more afraid for his re-election chances than he is whether people get to breathe on a ventilator or not, whether they live or die, 
then uh, he's doing more harm than the virus could do because the fact is he's he wants to convince us i know that some people are so stupid dum-dums i've already received i've gotten tweeted at by these fucking idiots with uh, donald trump's approval rating is the uh, highest it's been well you know what that's that's pretty scary if that's the case if that is true then we're even more fucked than i thought we were if all it takes is a con man to get up in front of people that just goes to show you that propaganda works which is another reason why these corporate media monsters enabling a monster should not break in to any show or or say breaking news Trump is going to speak oh now he said now earlier in the day they were saying that Trump wants to quarantine New York and New Jersey and Connecticut okay whatever if that's the case let us know when he does it if he does it let's not have a six-hour round table going back and forth reading tweets will he or won't he what what that's what he wants it doesn't serve anything he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anyway so what if he's put, if he puts a quarantine on New York? It's only because he wants to ensure that the rest of the country is uh, is really in danger of being next. So we have many cases here in New York. We're ground zero once again, but it's there. the The reason it it's not just in New York; it's everywhere. And the reason now the cases in New Orleans are, are ramping up because it's already out there. And how many, when was uh, Mardi Gras? A couple of weeks ago? They had, a, in, in spite of the global pandemic, they still had Mardi Gras. And you can't really say, okay, it's 100% their fault because Twitter was out there during this time saying it's a hoax. Nothing is wrong we got it under control it's a miracle it's going to be a beautiful test everyone could take this beautiful test yeah beautiful it's a beautiful test whoever describes a test for the for a coronavirus as beautiful because he doesn't have a large vocabulary he's a doltard a freaking moron i don't know what's worse though or is it it's really not the moron's fault that he's a moron is it it's really our fault this broken ass country that we allowed a doltard to have the keys to the goddamn kingdom and in a national crisis we're gonna pretend we're still gonna pretend that this idiot is up to the task as he's literally killing people we said last week those that couple that took that drug that he said oh it's a miracle like a miracle this is what we're doing what we're up against but the because the fact is most people aren't that smart the majority what what is the what's the average iq in general of human beings let me see i know it's pretty shockingly low and we know that they're concentrated in the republican party that's the truth because there's studies to prove it the average iq is 100 I thought it was 90, frankly. I mean, that's just 
it's not that impressive. That's very scary. I know we've met people like this. They're, you know, they're functioning. That, that's why everybody, this is the way I believe, you know, everybody has a role. Everybody should be treated with value and respect because we all contribute. But not everybody's going to open up a goddamn, um, you know, whatever, business. They're not going to be an entrepreneur. Some people just are the, the, those who go to work, they get paid. You know what I mean? They're not going to be inventing the cure for cancer. They're not, they're not um, coming up with new ways to figure out space travel. Not that I would either. Everybody has their place. Everybody has their role. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. Nobody's perfect. But, yeah, that's what uh, I thought when I saw that. I remember, let's see, a score of 100 is considered average. 68% of scores fall within the standard deviation of the mean. That is between 85 and 115. That means that nearly 70% of all the people, of all people, score within plus or minus 15 points of the average score. Yeah, that's a little, uh, that's what we, you know, that's us. That's people. People are people. What are you going to do? I doubt that Twitler has a very high IQ. And there I, I, I'm very sorry that I just said very again. I'm, ugh, I'm trying not to say very. There's, I mean, you can't help but say very now and then, but very, it's just because Twitler, everything is very this, very that, very. It's, he ruins everything, even the word very. Uh, it's no wonder that the American people, that people in general have such low IQs because such little is expected of them. When you have a filthy, greed-centered doltard, he's not smart, okay? Not at all. He's not a genius. He's not a very stable genius at that. He sucks. He is a con man. The only thing that makes him special, quote-unquote, is his ability to not give a shit about anybody but himself and his willingness to be immoral and amoral and to do and say anything to advance his own interests. That's what separates him from the herd. It's not that he's smart. He's just willing to do anything and corrupt anyone, drag anyone. He has no redeeming qualities at all. But what does that say about us, that we allow it to continue? This is what pisses me off, too, that he walks into a room and they got to play hail to the chief. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? This is a doltard who received fewer votes. Enough. Oh, and then the conservatives say, the dum-dums who contact me, well, he won by the rules that were laid out. Well, that's just bullshit. Who cares? Well, those rules are bullshit. Because if you think if the, if the shoe was on the other foot, let me, let me repeat this again. Democrats are so annoying because they don't fight. There's many reasons why Twitler received, I mean, he received fewer votes. We know that, but 
he did get millions of votes and millions of people are still going to vote for him. That's the shocking and sad reality. But they, the, that he is uh, so willing and able to, you know, to say and do anything to get these people to vote for him, to, who, uh, to, to tickle their racist funny bones, to, um, anyway, but uh, what was I, anyway, I'm losing my train of thought all over town because there's so many things going on here. <sighs> I need a drink of coffee. But why, why do we allow it to continue? This is really the point. What the, what the point of this show, what did I call this show tonight? Oh, yeah. How's that de- deconstruction of the administrative state coming along? This is what I mean. How Republicans are useless. All the while, thank God, we have the little bit of socialism that we have in place. Unemployment insurance. Social security. The little bit of Medicare and Medicaid that we have in place. Don't you see that that's how a functioning society should function? And when you get a pandemic, when something happens, there is a national emergency. You don't have to get together and try to convince your your libertarian, your your kiss up, kick down Twitter lovers that there needs to be uh, a a rescue. You wouldn't have to have all these emergency bills if they had, if we already had Medicare for all, if we already had some kind of decent safety net. But that's because the American people, those who are essential, are treated like shit. We are treated like we're, we're not essential. And the fact is, many of the American people believe it. They think Who's essential? I, how many times have I heard from a conservative, I never got a rich, I, uh, I never got a job from a poor person? Bullshit. Poor people who spend their money in the economy make the world go around as we see. It's the people who get up in the morning and work for a living. We're the people who are essential. They're not calling for banksters to come in, or CEOs, or whatever. And the ivory tower, who's, who's on the front line of this? It's the nurses, the doctors, the bus drivers, the firemen, the police, the people who work for a goddamn living, and the, the cashiers, the grocery clerks, the home health care workers, not the, not the goddamn Jared Kushners of the world, the profiteers who are doing nothing but riding this sickness to the bank like they ride every other goddamn sickness. There's no problem. The Republicans have absolutely no problem funneling more money into the arms of the rich who already got a trillion-dollar bailout to begin with. Twitter gave them, it wasn't even a bailout. We, they got bailed out after the first, after the second Republican Great Depression, the near Republican Great Depression, the second one in 100 years. They got a bailout then. Then they get another, they get a, they get a circle jerk 
Twitter goes around and gives them a reach around last uh, couple of years ago, the Republicans high fiving themselves all over town, licking each other's asses like uh, the lick spittles that they are because it's never enough. That's be- that that's what the economy really needed in the least upwardly mobile economy. We needed to give more money to the top, according to Republicans. And that and now they get another bailout they're not even asking first of all you would think they had something they're not paying taxes where's that cushion trump saying oh we're it would have been worse if we didn't have this cushion well then why are they coming back with their hands out there's nothing for the people and the republicans are crying that unemployment people are going to get six hundred dollars more in unemployment for four months when that money's going right back into the economy, these companies don't pay a nickel in taxes. Zero. McDonald's, zero taxes. FedEx, zero taxes. Amazon, zero. The richest person on earth. His company's not paying any taxes? These are the people that are still delivering your food and, and your, your packages. They're putting themselves at risk. But, you know, that's, um, it's really about us. How much do we hate ourselves to allow it to continue? And I guess we hate ourselves a lot. As, it, I mean, I do get emails and, and tweets from morons telling me how great a job Twitler is doing. Really? Because where I'm sitting, he looks like a hindrance, as always. He has never done a single thing. To, to advance the interests of anybody but himself, and he couldn't even do that correctly because he's a con man. He's a serial bankrupt con man. He sucks at business. Now, he said during the, the press conference the other day that GM is supposed to be making ventilators. Well, why weren't you in negotiation with these private companies four effing months ago? When China was experiencing the brunt of this, Twitler could have been like, you know, he's supposed to be so great. He could have been talking to them then. We're going to have a need for ventilators. We need private companies. Why not do that act, the uh, Defense Production Act, then? Or Or at least get prepared. Tell these private companies that we need to get start building and making ventilators. According to Trump, though, according to the con man, the tax-dodging sexual predator, the, the single biggest loser of tax filers in the country, Donald effing Trump, he's, uh, according to him, don't he's not listening to what Cuomo is saying, where, where they're making um, makeshift morgues here in New York City for the dead, obviously. Well, not for the living. So that's not because it's a hoax, because we're ground zero. And every hospital in the, in the city, they're not they, they've all turned into coronavirus hops, hospitals. Every other si- sickness that's what that boat, that uh, emergency, the, uh, the, the USS Comfort that Twitter thinks is he somehow 
involved. You see, because the fact is, while Twitler is a hindrance, everybody else is still doing their job. That's why there's a chain of command. People are, of course, this moron who is a draft-dodging sexual predator, and uh, he's unfortunately, yeah, at the top of that, uh, that, that chain, that chain of command. I mean, I, it's disgusting to think about it. And, but he's, these people are, they're doing what they, what they need to do anyway, in spite of him. So but it doesn't matter if Twitler is taking, he's taking um, credit for doing things he's not doing. Governor Cuomo is doing the, is doing the uh, footwork and Twitler is taking the credit. But they're sending the comfort here to take care of other people that have other illnesses, that have a heart attack or something happens to them. They, people are still having other medical emergencies. Unfortunately for them, the uh, coronavirus, will they'll still have to pay their health insurance racketeers if they have anything but the coronavirus. That's uh, where we live in the United States of Serfs and Lords. But um, apparently Trump knows that he doesn't, they don't need any ventilators. He, he thinks it's too much. And the other thing that really annoyed me in, the, in Trump's press conference is that he, uh, it's not just the appreciation. He wants everybody to appreciate him. It's that, uh, you know, he's, he's, negotiate he he turned away apparently with gm he's dealing with gm he said that they wanted their price gouging of course we know that he's lying so they probably gave him a bid we i want to see the numbers frankly we know he's full of shit and trump turned away he said he didn't want the ventilators it's uh they're price gouging they're asking too much Fucking people are dying, you giant, disgusting orange baboon. But it doesn't matter. He, This is him making a deal, you see. Even though he sucks at making deals. He thinks that's how you make a deal. You see what I mean? This is Trump doing a deal. He thinks he's walking away from the table. That's one of the his uh, successful business strategies is that you have to look like you don't really, that you have other options, that you walk away from the table. This is what he does all the time. He does it with Democrats. Remember that there was a, uh, during the government shutdown, one of the many government shutdowns that Twitler had, he went in and had a tantrum with the Democrats. He invited the Democrats over to have a tantrum and walk out of the room. And then they went out, the Democrats went out and had a press conference saying, I can't believe what I just saw, this, this giant orange wasted human DNA um, just had a tantrum in front of us and walked out of the room. And, of course, they didn't say it quite like that, but this is what we need to be saying. Oh, and the other thing, this is what I was saying earlier. I, I, and I, I, I remember now what I was going to say, that you think if the Democrats, uh, I mean, if the Republican president, um, let's say the, uh, who, okay, we have a Republican president, so-called president, who received fewer votes. If the shoe was on the other foot and Hillary won the Electoral College and, and not the popular vote, do you think 
that the goddamn Republicans would ever let her live it down. Do you think there would be a time that they got on Fox News and got in front of their propaganda networks and they did not say Hillary is president despite receiving fewer votes? This is what pisses me off about Democrats. They are effing mealy-mouthed. They go along. They're the ones striking up the band with hail to the chief. Even... Joe Biden on his goddamn Twitter feed all the time. Mr. President, why aren't you doing this? Mr. President, why aren't you doing that? Why are you calling him Mr. President? He's not the fucking president. He's the so-called president. He is a imposter. He's a con man. He conned his way. He tickled racist funny bones to con his way into the highest executive office. He exploited the fissures of disunity. He uh, is a disgrace. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a liar. And he's harming the country, much uh, much less human beings, individual human beings who are dying because of his misinformation. Why are you calling him Mr. President? Because Joe Biden is somebody who wants to pretend, like he said before, he said it, he said it many times, that, oh, Republicans, I can work with these people. He's, he is part of the problem. You think if the shoe was on the other foot that the, there would be a time where the Republican Party would let uh, anyone forget that Hillary is the president despite receiving fewer bo- votes. No effing way. And that's why the, the Democrats need to fight like that. And they also need to fight with the, uh, as far as the Supreme Court is concerned. What do you think? If the, the shoe is on the other foot, would the Democrats, uh, I mean, would the Republicans ever let somebody like uh, Kavanaugh live it down? Or Neil Gorsuch? Would, they let, would, would there be a time that they would call them by their proper illegitimate names, Justice Kavanaugh, Justice um, Gorsuch. No, they would constantly let the American people know, remind the doltards and the American people, the, the, the ones who have the 100 IQ or less, the, the Trump Anzies, the ones flocking to Twitler's rallies. They would, no, they would remind the American people constantly that th- this... Supreme Court justice is illegitimate. And that's what the effing Republicans need to, I mean, the Democrats need to do. I'm getting a mixed up because they're so similar, frankly. But in many, many, in many forms, but not in this form, unfortunately. But you know that's the truth. You know that the Republicans would consistently call whoever the Democratic nominated uh, the Supreme Court justice is they would call that person illegitimate, and that's what we need to do consistently. We need to constantly remind the American people Neil Gorsuch is illegitimate, and thus Kavanaugh is illegitimate, the illegitimate Supreme Court justices, because if we ever get power back, if we have a true progressive in the White House and we have a Senate and a House that are truly progressive— we need to fix the Supreme Court by adding more normal people onto the court, just like FDR tried to do, and he didn't. Uh, he he didn't succeed, but 
and just the trying, just because he tried to do it, the Supreme Court stopped blocking the New Deal initiatives. They saw the light. They knew that uh, they weren't going to win. The people wanted what the, they needed, these reforms. And this is the same Supreme Court. Let's remember that this is the same, not, not this particular Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court in general that ruled that you, those who had darker pigment were not full human beings. And that children, that, that uh, child labor laws were 100% completely constitutional. That the government had no, no say. They couldn't tell a private corporation that they couldn't hire children. And if you don't think that we, if we allow these scumbags, no offense to scumbags, to get power like that, that they wouldn't roll back these laws, that these are hard-won initiatives that we can easily lose, if you don't think that, then you haven't been paying attention. History is not a linear event. We win some, we lose some. We, of course, we always try going forward, but you can easily go backwards. And in, in fact, many, many times we will we, and have. Like, for instance, do you think that if somebody who was, a, let's say, uh, out of the Enlightenment, if they were able to time travel into the 20th century to see what had become of humanity... Uh, how many world wars, World War One, World War Two, to co- to to uh, teleport into Nazi Germany to see what had become of their enlightened ideals? They had such hopes for humanity, but obviously humanity had uh, other plans. But so um, yeah, Trump is a. It's uh, the point is, f- it, what's wrong with us? Why? Why does um, why do these these corporate media's these different uh, platform everywhere any any channel you turn on New York One they're playing the same uh, the the press conference it's like we are taken hostage every afternoon and dragged through Twitter's manias. <sighs> Let me see. I'm trying to find this. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. I thought I had this. um, I thought I grabbed the... Where is it? A video of Twitter talking about the ventilators. And now I can't find it. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Here we go. New York is a a bigger deal, but it's going to go also. But I have a feeling that uh, a lot of the numbers that are being said in some areas are just bigger than they're going to be. I don't believe you need 40,000 or 30,000 ventilators. You know, Who you go to major you? hospital sometimes, they'll have two ventilators. And now all of a sudden they're saying, can we order 30,000 ventilators? What? So he doesn't think that they need it. They're just exaggerating. The... It's, it's for real here. I'm telling you, I live in New York. I live in Queens. It's not a joke. It's happening. And the only thing I could say is it's coming. Wherever you're listening to, to this show, it's coming. It's already in your town. It will appear. And this idiot 
this monster is uh, basically standing in the way of progress. That's why when you look at Governor Cuomo, I honestly, I, I'm for Bernie. We know that. But really, the reason I'm not for Joe Biden is because he is the weakest candidate that we could ever hope to go up against Trump. Twitler, excuse me. And for various reasons, more of which we will get into, including a history of sexual assault. He is a, he's a, he's also a uh, corporate, he's the swamp that Twitler pretends to be up against. He's the dream candidate for Twitler. We, but, you know, we know that Twitler is a liar. But, Don, I mean, um, Joe Biden is uh, everything that Twitler pretends um, to fight the swamp in, in, when he goes to Washington. I'm here fighting the swamps. Joe Biden is the swamp. There is so many issues with Biden. And, there, uh, and, many, and in many places, Twitler, although we know he's full of shit, but Twitler will have the moral high ground, including on, on issues like trade, the same issues why Hillary lost, partly. So, uh, anyway. Here's um, Twitler again at the press conference. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Mike Pence. This is when, first of all, I should probably play the video that came before that because he wants to be appreciated. And we've taken such great care of Michigan. You know the care we've taken of New Jersey. I think if you ask Governor Murphy of New Jersey, how are we doing? I think he'd say great. I think. He's a great. Democrat. Great. Governor Cuomo has really said we're really doing a great job. And Unbelievable. And I saw the news conference where he was thanking the people from FEMA. The I have never seen someone who needs so much validation. No one. Not even a child. I've never met somebody that is this tediously needy. That's what's the worst for people. Don't you hate needy people? Need, the need, oh, you know, I need you to say, I love you, I love you, I need you. It's like, shut the fuck up. Have some dignity. But the entire country is like in a bad relationship with somebody who, who's needy. Do I look fat? Do I, how do I, you haven't said you love me today. Shut up. I have other things to think about. Oh, we're doing a great job. Great job. You're the best. You're the greatest. What could we do without you? What would we do without you? How, how dare us question you whether we need ventilators? The, those on vent, who need the vents, they should just do their patriotic duty and die. Die quicker so we can get back to work. Right, Twitler? Because, oh, the economy is going up like a rocket. It's going, gonna, it's pent up. That's what he said. It's going to be all pent up, sort of like him when he was getting beaten by the Forbes magazine when Stormy Daniels was, was uh, hitting him in the ass with the Forbes, rolled up Forbes magazine with his own picture on it. He was all pent up. His little, his tiny, smaller than average penis that uh, poor Stormy Daniels, frankly. I felt bad for her when she said that story, that Twitler invited her to his hotel room and 
unfortunately, of course he was he was saying, "Oh, I'll get I'll get you a role on The Apprentice." You know, he's just laying out the bullshit for her while his wife was home with their newborn infant. That's your great American evangelical hero. And Stormy Daniels said, oh boy. You know, I guess because she's a porn star or whatever, she feels like she has to fuck people or the rich and powerful if they get so far as to be in there. In, in, if she's in the hotel room with them, I guess it's like she's sort of like, all right, guess I got to do it. I, I don't know. I feel bad for her, really, that she feels that way, that she didn't feel like she can get the F out of there. But I re- the story she said was she walked, she went into the bathroom and walked out, and he was sitting on the bed. Could you imagine? Oh, this is the image. And he was like, he's patting the bed beside him, going, come here. And she thought, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> and she just did what she does and went through the motions. And also described him as being, of course, smaller than average and, you know, just a, not a memorable, just nobody, just somebody who, because she's not there. She's not a human being, you see, in his eyes. She's just there for him to stick his smaller than average um, Mario Kart, uh, what's it, uh, Toad from Mario Kart looking, you know, I don't know, penis, I guess, in her. Like, she's just an object. That's basically it. There's no, there's no lovemaking going on. It's just, he's basically jerking off. He might as well have been jerking off to a magazine. To his own image. I'm sure he's done that, too. So we understand that. I know, this show is for, it's not for uh, children. I, I have a parental guidance thing on the, on the uh, stream. So it says it's not for children, so... Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. This uh, this goddamn press conference should be not for children or anyone who's easily led. Anyone who's dumb enough to believe that whatever comes out of this monster's mouth is real. He's already killed people, telling them, oh, take this miracle drug. So how many more people got to die? But, hey, I don't want to... I really don't want to know the answer to that question. From Army Corps of Engineers this morning. I mean, they built a hospital like in three and a half days. And it's a big hospital of you. Java Center. And they're building medical facilities. That's not you. In different parts of New York. You, that's the governor. He's doing that. It's not Twitter going, we gotta get we have to get hospital beds, we gotta convert the Javits Center, we have to convert this, we have to send all our non coronavirus patients here to the USS Comfort. We got no, that's the governor. Not Twitler. He's pretending he has something to do with that. It's like we showed on the video when the governors were calling in and the, the White House thought that it would be good press to see Twitler at work. But instead they caught him falling asleep. You know, it's just too much. Too much work for Twitler. He never thought it would be... Uh, I mean, that's why he got into th- being the president. He only got into it because he wanted to show people. He wanted to show those who never gave him any respect that he... W- to have some respect. He was never invited into the in crowd because he's a 
he's a con man. And everyone who is a legitimate businessman in New York understood that. He was always a joke and still is. Everyone knows he's full of shit. So he's, now he pretends to be the president. It's all, it's nothing but smoke. That's why he's not the one making things happen. That's why he told the governors, get the ventilators, get, do what you can. Because he doesn't have the fucking first clue what to do. Do what you can do. And, and this, t- and uh, the press conference where he falls asleep. Like, that's because he's, he doesn't give a shit. And the governors are calling in, and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Good idea. He's got no ideas. What ideas is he going to offer? Unbelievable. Ugh, anyway. Let's keep going. And Governor Cuomo's been appreciative. But, you know, a couple of people aren't. We have done a hell of a job. The federal government has really stepped up. What I'm asking is what more specifically do you want the governor of Washington? uh, All I want them to do, very simple, I want them to be appreciative. I don't want them to say things that aren't true. I want them to be appreciative. We've done a great job. And then, so the next video, he... He's, he tries to pretend that it's not him. It's not because he is not being appreciated. It's because when they don't appreciate him, they're not appreciating the Army Corps of Engineers. Really? Did anybody ever say that? Who said the Army Corps of Engineers is, uh, doesn't know what the hell they're doing? No one. He's trying to latch himself on to legitimate human beings, as he's always done. The Army Corps, and then he's saying, oh, they're, and they're, when they are attacking, when they're saying that uh, I'm not doing a good job, they mean that the Army Corps isn't doing a good job. It's such bullshit. Wait, I'm just, why the hell is this video? Hold on a second. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Where's it? And in the meantime, I want to thank you, Anthony. I see your super chat. I appreciate it. And where is everybody? Where is everybody else? We had more people. If you are on Twitter or on Facebook, please come over to the YouTube channel at um, youtube.com slash rdtdale. No, slash C. That's how it is. C for channel slash C slash rdtdailymedia. Here we go. New York is a, a bigger deal, but it's going to go also. But I have a feeling that... Uh, oh, here it is. And I'm not All talking right. about me. I'm talking about Mike Pence, the task force. I'm talking about... Yeah, right. You're not talking about you. You're such a protector. Everyone knows that you're never talking about you. You're always worried about everyone else. It's never about you. FEMA, the Army Corps of Engineers, there's no... Who the fuck is saying FEMA's doing a bad job? 
Who is saying the Army Corps of Engineers doing a bad job? No one. They're saying that there is absolutely no reason for us as normal people, the United States of America, the normal people of this country, to be dragged through Twitler's manias on a daily basis. We all know that he sucks. He's putting out misinformation. He's put it out since the beginning. We wouldn't be in this predicament if he had done something to begin with. If he had started months ago, there wouldn't have been a goddamn Mardi Gras parade. And there wouldn't have been, right now, in New Orleans, cases of the coronavirus going through the roof. How many people got the coronavirus at the Mardi Gras parade? Because Twitler was out there saying, it's a Democrat hoax. As soon as the winter's over and this warm weather comes around, it's going to disappear like magic. That's what he said. So what do you expect? And then you have morons, Trumpanzees at their Trumpanzee Nuremberg rallies saying, I don't believe it. It's a hoax. Where are they getting that information from? This doltard con man had had an obligation to protect the American people. This is how many times we hear this. My solemn obligation is to protect the people when He's up there lying, and the entire apparatus of government around him and the corporate media gives him a platform of legitimacy. Why don't they shut the cameras off? For God's sakes, listen to this. This is in the world could have done what the Army Corps of Engineers has done and is doing. Now they're going in and building literal, they're going into hotels and renovating hotels. That should be no for governors to, to do. That should be for states to do. We have the Army Corps of Engineers so teed up and so stocked up, and they're really psyched, and they're incredible. And there's no games with these people. They're in there screaming, get it done, get it done. There's no Oh, my God. Fuck you. That pissed me off so much. They're in there screaming, get it done, get it. That's how you get it done? That doesn't mean anything. They're in there screaming, get it done, get it done. That's what he's doing. Doing nothing. That's what he thinks working is, involves, screaming at people, get it done, get it done. No nonsense. What? A, oh, I don't even know. I can't even. Oof. And so stocked up and they're really psyched and they're incredible. And there's no games with these people. They're in there screaming, get it done, get it done. Fuck there's not you. like sitting around taking it easy. These are workers. These are incredible Unlike people. Unlike you. So These I are think... incredible people. Who's not incredible in his eyes? Kim Jong-un is incredible. Putin's incredible. So-called President Xi. Incredible. Incredible people. Everyone's so incredible, except those who aren't. Except those who are living in reality. Get it done. Get it done. These are... These are uh, people who aren't sitting around. You know, they're screaming at others, saying, get it done, get it done. Well, that's not how you actually get things done. When people are screaming, get it done, get it done. He must have seen something. Someone say to someone, someone who was actually doing something. He must have saw an army uh, sergeant yelling, get it done. These are incredible people. That's leadership right there. Get it done, get it done. That's how leaders lead. They scream at people. They don't give them any direction. They just scream, get it done, get it done. It's sort of like a baby when it poops its diapers. It goes, wah, wah, wah. Clean my ass, clean my ass. The Army Corps of Engineers, when, when somebody, for political reasons, wants Ooh. to blame, Ooh. I view that as... This is what 
we the new reality that we live in. It's nothing but accusations. You wrap your own uh, opinions, your own biases, your own interpretation around whatever they say. It's like the Bernie bros. Oh, they're so terrible. They're horrible. Some people are so... Well, what? You're supposed to just fill in the blanks. Like, get it done, get it done, get it done. That's what he said to Stormy Daniels, too. Get it done, get it done. I view that as blaming these incredible people. Well, because you can't take any responsibility, as he's already said. He takes zero responsibility. So they can't be blaming him. They must be blaming the Army Corps of Engineers or people who are actually doing something. He, like a parasite, latches on to anybody that will allow him. I mean, whether they, you allow them or not. That's the thing about a parasite. They don't ask permission. So this human parasite is latched on to the United States and making the entire country sick. We now have over 100,000 cases of the coronavirus. Oh, you shut it down. Good thing you shut it down. It was already here. Shut it down. Whether you shut it down doesn't matter. You shut it down, you know, because he's a, a racist piece of shit. So he's like, oh, is, I'm so glad I shut it down. So strongly shut it down. Well, dum-dum, doltard, it was already here. And you didn't shut down the misinformation or the ignorance. You didn't shut down your dum-dum Trump and Z army, the Trump cult, from believing bullshit and lies so much so that they're looking in their cabinets drinking medicine for fish and dying because you're a liar. We're at war, all right? This country's at war, but we're at war with the truth. He's a war president, all right? But he's always been a war president at war with the truth. That's the main war going on, and we're being dragged through as manias just like the corporate media drags us through the manias every afternoon. Oh, we're standing by for the coronavirus update. Really? Why? You'd be better off playing videos from doctors on the front line calling for ventilators or the nurses who are crying, saying we don't have the equipment we need. Why? This is supposed to be a first world country. They should have been stockpiling all along. Oh, it's going to disappear. Instead of saying how it's going to disappear like magic and it's a hoax, he could have been telling everyone, well, as we speak, we are stockpiling ventilators in case of emergency, and we are ensuring that we have enough masks and gloves and protective gear so the people on the front lines have the things that they need. And we're going to put out these PSAs, how to protect yourself from this invisible enemy. We know how, how it is transmitted. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. These are the things he should have been saying instead of, it's a hoax. We could have been making ventilators. But this is where we live. This is like in any third world so-called country, any developing country. But we still are. We obviously are a developing country because we are the least upwardly mobile. The majority of the American people are living check to check. How can we be a first world, quote unquote, country, a major country, when the majority of the American people don't have 400 goddamn dollars for an emergency? Where the only thing 
that is being paid for. This is the other bad news. You can get your test. Okay. You, the insurance racket will cover the cost of the test now only because they're strong-armed into it. They're forced. It looks unseemly. But you got the coronavirus? Pay up, booby. They need their cut. The parasites in the insurance racket need their cut off of your miseries. If you die, oh well, fuck you, pay me. They're coming for your estate then. United Healthcare, Aetna, all of these non-essential companies. Who needs them? I don't know what parasite kills more people, frankly. The insurance racket kills 35,000 Americans every year. For how many decades? For Christ's sakes. Nobody's ever seen it. I don't know if you've been no to the No one's ever Javits seen Center. it. Uh, now, I've seen it. You've I would seen love it. to go there, but wow. with all that we're doing, we will be tomorrow at the hospital boat. There's another. We have this incredible hospital incredible. boat. Incredible. Incredible people. It's supposed to be ready in three and a half weeks because it's under maintenance, a big oh, maintenance contract. Wow. We were able to get it done quickly. We were able in to stop it. In spite of you. Look the, at that. You know, top. The and top, it's leaving tomorrow at 2 o'clock. It's leaving Virginia. It'll be in New York on Monday. Uh, weeks ahead of schedule. Wow. I think things, even the media. Thank I think you, Governor the media Cuomo. And, and governors should appreciate it. And I have to say, <laughs> the media's been pretty good, and the governors have been really good, except for a couple. And with them, it's just political. How's Trump Why? doing? Oh, well, I don't know. You know, let's blame. Because we have done, we have done. A job the likes of which nobody's seen. No one's so ever seen such a... I think they should be appreciative because you know what... No one's ever seen such a, a wasted human DNA as this. I agree. No one's ever seen the likes of which no one has ever seen. Such a modern country, supposedly, under the thumb of a needy, malignant narcissist. No one's ever seen it. They've seen it over the centuries, of course, when we had intergenerational aristocracies that were under the thumb of madmen. But now, unfortunately, we have such a broken system that no one's ever seen such a broken system. So broken that a con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who's scum-sucking, wasted human DNA sons and daughters had to go and get a seminar how not to rip off a veterans charity that they supposedly run, but they use it as their own personal slush fund. No one's ever seen it. No one's ever seen the, an incompetence. You're goddamn right. They've never seen so many adults running around in the pursuit of power and their own personal gain propping up such a useless person. No one's ever seen it. Not in generations, though. They used to when you had the kings and queens of Europe and even in uh, the Roman history, madmen being propped up by sycophants because they need power. They get power in their relations to the madman. It's unreal. The chaotic incompetence. Isn't it enough? Haven't we suffered enough? We are dealing with this virus... And we have to deal with a giant orange parasite on top of it. We have two viruses infesting us right now. The coronavirus can't help itself. But I wonder, can we, can we help ourselves against this orange parasite who's been sucking on the government cheat, humanity, decency, dignity, and democracy for decades now? The biggest loser, Donald effing Trump.
the con men. They're not appreciative to me. They're not appreciative to the Army Corps. They're not appreciative to FEMA. Really? Who said? Right. Who These said? People are incredible. How dare you? How does this fucking doltard know what's said about him on CNN, on MSNBC, on all these different networks all the time? Oh, yeah, I heard of that. I know that. Because that's all he does. In the midst of a crisis, he's watching TV to see how he's being portrayed in the media. Who the hell has time? When you're doing things, you don't have time to sit there and call up Sean Hannity to whine about how unfair you're being treated. And we have to fucking endure this. We have to endure this in the middle of a crisis. Could you imagine if this was World War II? Not only do we have to fight fascism, if Twitler was in, in charge in World War II, we'd have to make sure that we uh, um, entertain the fragile eggshell ego of the doltard, of the dim leader, the dumb Fuhrer. Ridiculous. I, I see the time. I got to go make a cup of coffee. We're going to take a quick break. I know it's not exactly mid-show. The show goes by so fast. I'm sorry. That's why I asked to please become a patron. I want to thank Stephen, I believe, gave a super chat. I missed it when it first came in. And everyone else, I want to thank you all for hanging out. I want to thank you for your super chats. That helps the show keep going. This is what we're up against. Honestly, this is what we are up against. That's why we need to support the liberal media. Because you're looking at it. This is the liberal media. I know. Trust me. We have a... We're, we have an uphill battle. All right, I'm going to play this uh, break. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in about eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Appreciate it for what it does. Don't judge it for what it doesn't because uh, we have more bills to come. Good news and bad for the energy sector in Senate's coronavirus relief bill. Even COVID-19 can't stop the Trump administration's environmental rollbacks. Plus, this is a huge victory for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. Some much-needed good news amid so much bad on the Dakota Access Pipeline. I'll take it. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Democrats won't let us fund hospitals or save small businesses unless they get to dust off the Green New Deal. Are you sure about that, Senator McConnell? Or are you making stuff up again? I know what I'm betting on. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, the Senate bill has now passed, but Mitch McConnell there was arguing that Democrats wouldn't let them do it unless they dusted it off the Green New Deal. Is there any truth to that whatsoever? Of course there isn't. McConnell what? is lying. This has nothing to do with the Green New Deal. There was a fight in the Senate over renewable energy and Democrats thinking that, hey, let's require the airline industry to reduce their emissions in exchange for receiving a bailout. You mean we're going to give them free money and ask them to do something in return? Yeah. Crazy? That was all stripped. However, 
However, that $2 trillion coronavirus emergency relief bill does not include funding that was requested by the Trump administration to fill the strategic petroleum reserve that was intended to boost oil industry profits. Hmm. But unfortunately, it also does not extend federal renewable energy tax credits or direct pay provisions that were sought by the wind and solar industries to help them withstand major supply chain disruptions and work stoppages that have been caused by the global pandemic. Indeed, the solar stocks have crashed over the past couple of weeks, so why not help them out as well? Well, Bloomberg News reports that while some in the industry hope that there could be help for them in future rounds of stimulus, the wind and solar industries may have already suffered irreparable damage Mm. in multiple canceled projects. Meanwhile, even the coronavirus can't stop the Trump administration's environmental rollbacks. Grist.org reports that the administration continues to sell new oil leases on public lands across four western states at fire sale prices, despite the fact that waiting for higher crude oil prices could generate more revenue for taxpayers. The administration is still moving ahead on implementing major environmental policy changes and repealing major public health rules despite the pandemic. The Trump EPA recently expanded proposed restrictions on the types of scientific research that the EPA is allowed to use, and that includes most research on the harmful effects of water and air pollution. They sure have been quick when it comes to gutting regulations, when it comes to getting, you know, masks and ventilators to hospitals. No rush there. Funny that. The oil and gas industry is also petitioning the Trump Interior Department to open up public lands in Utah for drilling operations that would be as close as a half mile to some of the nation's most famous protected sites, including Delicate Arches National Park and Canyonlands National Park. And the Trump Environmental Protection Agency is reviewing a request from the oil and gas industry to weaken enforcement provisions for hazardous air and water pollution regulations during the pandemic to the horror of public health experts. Really? But there is some good news. Federal courts have been stepping in, ordering the government to suspend or void hundreds of leases, ruling that the Interior Department is making procedural mistakes and violating environmental laws in its haste to expand domestic oil and gas production. Recently, a federal judge canceled more than $125 million in lease sales in Wyoming, Nevada, and Utah. Good. And finally, an important victory for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe in their ongoing years-long effort to stop the controversial Dakota Access Pipeline from crossing near their land. A federal judge on Wednesday found the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers violated the National Environmental Policy Act when it issued permits allowing construction of the pipeline, citing the parent company's abysmal safety record, the judge ordered the Corps to start over and conduct a full environmental assessment of the likelihood and potential impact of oil spills on the tribe's water supply. The tribe's lawyer, Earth Justice Attorney Jan Hasselman, told the Green News Report, This is a huge victory for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and all the people who have supported them over the years. Essentially, a federal court has validated the concerns that we've been expressing since the beginning, that the risks of an oil spill are too great that the consequences on the Standing Rock are too significant, and this needs to be studied really carefully and in a transparent way. So will this hold up the Dakota Access Pipeline? Will it stop it? It won't stop it. It's already operational. But they're asking the court to close it down while the assessment is underway. Shut her down. For much more on that story and all of the others that we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. 
Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1969. That was the day Dr. Ralph Abernathy, president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, arrived in Charleston, South Carolina, to address striking hospital workers and their supporters. More than 400 black hospital workers at Medical College Hospital and Charleston County Hospital had walked off the job earlier in the month. They demanded an end to racial harassment and discrimination, wage increases, union recognition, and the reinstatement of fired co-workers. It was yet another instance where workers' struggles embodied the broader social debates of the day. Struggles for racial and gender equality, as well as the rights of public sector workers to organize, especially in the South, all converged in Charleston. Workers at both hospitals sought out Local 1199, which had already organized hospital workers in New York City. Local 1199B was soon chartered, and Mary Moultrie, a licensed nurse from Medical College Hospital, was elected president. Twelve workers were fired when the new union demanded recognition. That's when they voted to go on strike. Picketers were met with injunctions and arrests. The president of MCH, William McCord, stated that he would not, quote, turn a $25 million complex over to a bunch of people who don't have a grammar school education. He and Governor Robert McNair cited the state's right-to-work law as justification for refusal to recognize the union. The SCLC arrived in Charleston to lend its support. Speaking to 1,500 workers and their supporters, Abernathy linked the struggles of Local 1199B to those of meat packers and sanitation workers. He also charged that Congress would rather spend millions on war than to stand people on their feet in Charleston. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at laborhistoryin2. All right. Welcome back. Thank you all for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. Please give the show a good review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You could buy some merch at the RDT Daily Merchandise Store. The Patreon um, support is really crucial. We are trying to build a community and another voice in the liberal media. This is the liberal media. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) We could build it together, and that's what we're doing. So it's possible. We definitely need about 1,000 more patrons. That would be good. When we get to that or in that area, we'll be able to do the show on a daily basis instead of how we do it now, which is we do a weekend show. That's our regular schedule. And then I'll do some shows during the week. But those are up in the air. And it's really hard to build a community, even though I'm glad you guys are so accommodating. But it's hard to um, really build a community when you're not consistently having um, a spot to get together on a daily basis. Um, yeah, but we do it anyway. As I always say, we do it anyway. 
And what else? Yeah, give the show a good review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. If you're on other liberal stations or listening to other shows uh, and you're in the chat room there, um, maybe drop the Tarabuster name and time and say, hey, come on and and join us on Saturday evenings or whenever. Or have you heard Tarabuster? You would love it and blah, blah, blah. If you get on a radio show, on a liberal show, be polite. Um, but um, maybe say, hey, do you know Tara Devlin? Do you know Tara Buster? You guys would love it. Be nice. You know, do a little Baba Booey on it, but not in a bad way. All right. Yeah. As I was saying, I'm looking at the time. Oh, brother. The time goes by so quickly when we're together. It really does. Um, here's something that annoyed me today. I don't know if you saw this. This was on MSNBC. Realize these days are only making most of us more anxious. There is so much happening right now, and it is happening at such a rapid pace we can't even keep up. That is why right now we're going to do something that anyone can do, and I promise it helps. Let's just take a pause. Let's just take a deep breath together. It costs nothing. It helps. Shut the F. Uh, I was like, are you kidding me? Let's just take a deep breath. I, I'm sure that makes you feel better, Stephanie Rule. This is the same Stephanie Rule who the other day on MSNBC was challenging someone. Who was she? She was talking about Elizabeth Warren's push in the coronavirus bill to forgive all student loan debt. And she was like, do you really think, just the way she presented the question, why, uh, is this really a good time to push for stuff like uh, um, forgiving all student loan debt? Like, oh, when you put it that way, doesn't it sound less palatable? Why don't you just ask? Obviously, you don't believe that children the children they're not children that those who come out of college need to uh maybe in a time of where people are losing their jobs that maybe there should be a little bit of forgiveness on the rapacious creditors who have their claws in the american future what do you think it means when you send kids out of college with thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt isn't this talk about a stimulus bill she's not worried that corporations are paying zero taxes she doesn't present her ideas she doesn't get all snarky and condescending when questioning those who pretend to like um who, who like people like michael bloomberg or whoever rich people she never or banksters She's not getting all snarky asking them pushy leading questions. Do you think this is really a time to when you have a nation that is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap where one third of the American people can't retire, where the majority of Americans are living check to check and that where people can't handle a $400 emergency, where there are those are, don't even have any money in the bank? where there's absolutely zero retirement security, where this gig goddamn economy 
has the uh, not, uh, that has the rich getting richer and the working class are fa- falling below 50% of the population? Do you think this is really a time for another bankster giveaway? Do you think this is really a time for the uh, those who are the richest corporations to pay zero taxes? She's not presenting her snarkiness in that way, but let's just take a breath. Let's just take a breathe in. Breathe in the oligarchy. <sighs> breathe out. It really works. When you're working your three uniquely American low-paying jobs, when you're an essential worker, or maybe you're not, maybe your your small business just shut down. Not keep in mind when they talk about small business that even the largest corporations in this country, they are they can qualify as small businesses. The way that they wrote the bill, the way these Republicans grift into uh, every area of our lives, especially economically. I mean, that's all they're about. Like, for example, with... um, What is this? Hold on a second. The uh, cruise ships. According... in In the cruise ships... Many of the cruise ships, you see, they're incorporated off on their offshore tax havens. So they're not gonna qualify for bailouts in this coronavirus bill. So Trump actually told them, oh, you know what, do yourself a favor and incorporate here in the United States so you can get your piece of the grift, you see. Fuck incorporating in the United States for all those years that you dodged taxes. Now you got to get yours off the American people. This is how it works. So Stephanie Rule, it really irritated me when I saw that. I don't know. Maybe other people saw them. They said, isn't that charming? Isn't that great? But that's your corporate media, you see. Useless. What are they really advancing in this time where they, they have the platform? In between waiting for Twitler's press conference, offering nothing and saying nothing, where Twitler is spreading lies, then they cut to Tw- Twitler's conference where they're spreading lies, and then they go back to what? Talking about the a- advancing the policies that Bernie Sanders has been talking about for years, trying to advance. But all day on I, on this morning's AM Joy, actually, I saw Joy Reid go and uh, she said something about well Andrew Yang was right talking about universal basic income don't you think this time to to say thank you Andrew Yang what about Bernie Sanders he's been right about it all if we had Bernie's policies right now we'd be a lot better off we'd all have health care for God's sakes they just can't bring themselves around to say that, that Bernie was right. So in this, this it's it just, for me, that commercial personified, oh, let's all breathe in. But for years, not 
giving a shit about the, the gig workers or the freelancers or the people who are living check to check. They have the platform. They have every opportunity to, to, to advance the interests of the working class instead of the corporations who have their hands around this government like, like an, uh, an octopus squeezing the life out of everything. And willingly, the, uh, of course, many of the so-called representatives, uh, they welcome it. So, you know, it's not like they're, they're trying to um, change, change the system, that's for sure. In fact, as Joe Biden says, nothing will change. But even that, so they have time for that. They have time to play Twitler's uh, a ridiculous press conference where he demands everyone uh, appreciate him. But they don't have time to go into actual stories that are going on. So a couple of things happened. I only have 20 minutes left, but I wanted to, well, I mean, as far as Joe Biden is concerned, I, uh, there's another accuser that came out. Why don't they talk about this? Joe Biden, this is another reason why he's one of the weakest candidates. He is the weakest candidate that can go up against Twitler. He has a long history, like Twitler, of being, being handsy with people. And this woman has been trying to get her story out, obviously, right now, even now. That's not just obvious, whatever. What am I saying? Obviously, there, this person, her name is Tara Reed. And uh, R-E-A-D-E. Not the Tara Reed you all know. So I don't know if she's a celebrity. I'm not, I don't even know who she, what she does. But so in the Huffington Post, they had an article, Joe Biden accused of sexually assaulting a Senate aide in 1993. That's not, that's not the first time. There's many instances of, of, of Biden putting his hands on people. And then he makes a joke about it recently during when it all came out again, him putting his hands on people. And he's like, oh, I got permission. Remember some, some kid, he put his hands on uh, the shoulders of a child. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, I want you all to know. I got permission. Well, making light of the fact that women have been coming forward. Um, Joe Biden says that we should believe all women. What about Tara Reid? And the only... Um, now they're saying, why now? This is the argument that, that many of, I guess, Biden supporters are saying... Um, why is she coming out now? She's trying to, you know, she's a Russian agent, a Russian plant. Why now? Because she's been trying to get anybody to listen, anyone in the corporate media to listen. They don't want to listen. So finally, The Hill gave her an interview. They tried to corroborate. There are other, and there there are corroborating stories that, uh, um, not the witness witnessing to the so-called, you know, to the alleged, not so-called, the alleged sexual assault. But according to, this is from the Huffington Post by Alana Vagianos, 
Tara Reid, one of eight women to accuse Biden of inappropriate touching, said the week said this week that the presidential candidate assaulted her nearly 30 years ago. But why don't they uncover this? Where's the corporate media? Apparently, Tara Reid did try to get her story out, but was rejected everywhere because the corporate media doesn't want to, they don't want to mess up Biden's chances. They like that Biden is a corporatist. They want a kinder, gentler, less chaotic form of fascism. As Biden said, nothing will change. Biden is a Republican. Know him by his fruits. He may have a D after his name. And this is why I keep asking so-called Democrats, what is it? What is a Democrat? If Biden is a Democrat, what does that mean? Does it mean that you give everything, uh, that you give Republicans everything they want? You work for Republican? I mean, really, Joe Biden has a long documented history of giving Republicans everything they want and working against liberal interests, progressive interests, working against what he calls our sacred cows, Social Security, Medicare, sacred cows. It's what is a sacred cow? Something you don't touch? It's just something they call it a sacred cow when they want to vilify it and and say it's just uh, and just dismiss it. It's a sacred cow because it's a lifeline for millions of Americans would would be living in poverty if it not for FDR's New Deal policies that. Clintonomics and Reaganomics have yet to completely unravel, although they they really tried very hard. And and Joe Biden, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust him. He wants to be um, everything to everybody, which is a problem. Frankly, I think Hillary was a stronger candidate. Maybe I'm wrong. Hillary never sexually assaulted anybody as far as I know, but I believe that Hillary is a stronger candidate if only for the fact as well as that uh, she's a female. At least, you know, Joe Biden is nothing but a corporatist. He's the swamp without the added excitement of being able to vote for the first woman president. So what is he bringing to the table? Stability, he says. I don't know. So in the Huffington Post article, a former aide to Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden said this week that he sexually assaulted her in 1993, her most detailed account to date of this alleged inappropriate behavior. Tara Reid, who was at the time serving as an aide to Biden's Senate office, told podcast host Katie Halper that Biden kissed her and penetrated her with his fingers without her consent. Reed said she pushed Biden off her and he allegedly became annoyed and said, come on, man, I thought you liked me. Doesn't that kind of sound like, come on, man, I thought you liked me, man. It was like everything shattered in that moment, Reed told Hopper in the interview, which was posted on Wednesday. He was like my father's age and this and and was this champion of women's rights in my eyes. I couldn't believe what was happening. Reed alleges that after she pulled away from Biden, he pointed in her face and said, you're nothing to me. 
Last April, Reed was one of eight women to accuse the former vice president of inappropriate touching. Reed told The Intercept's Ryan Grimm this week that she only told the media part of her story at the time because she received an onslaught of harassment that instantly quieted her. Biden, who later went on to be vice president before running for president himself, has denied the allegation on Friday through his deputy campaign manager. Women have a right to tell their story, and reporters have an obligation to rigorously vet those claims, Kate Bedingfield said in a statement to Huffington Post. We encourage them to do so because these are these accusations are false. Last year, after she first accused Biden of inappropriate touching, Reid was accused of being politically motivated and called a Russian operative. After a medium post, which she praised Russia and its president, Vladimir Putin, resurfaced. As the 2020 campaign for president continued, Reid had a change of heart about remaining silent, according to The Intercept. In January, she approached Time's Up, the anti-sexual violence organization established in the wake of the Me Too movement to help her. The Intercept reports that by February, Time's Up told her they could not help her because Biden was a candidate for federal office, and if they assisted her, they could lose the organization's nonprofit status. Our decision on whether or not to provide certain types of support to an individual should not be interpreted as our validation or of doubt of the person's statement, a spokeswoman for Time's Up told The Intercept. Regardless of our support of workers who come forward regarding workplace sexual harassment remains unwavering. Reed's allegation against Biden and her experience with Time's Up was not initially front-page news because of the coronavirus, but um, another interesting side note is that time's up apparently let me see hold on time's up biden uh i think his campaign manager is on the board of this time's up thing so it's all interconnected with partly why so if they're saying that they can't represent this woman because Biden is currently running for federal office. That's what does that say? It says that you can't ever challenge or 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 go against a powerful man because he's running for a powerful office. Isn't that the point of why Times Up exists to help women go up against powerful men? But you can't if they're running for federal office. Unbelievable. I'm just trying to find this campaign. So, according to Vox, it says... Reed now says there were more... There was more to her experience with Biden. Biden's campaign on Friday denied Reed allegation. Let me see. Multiple women have said Biden touched them in ways that made them uncomfortable. I mean, the point is, on top of this, of course, all of these these people, all of their allegations should be should be vetted. And honestly, I'm the Russian. It's annoying. So if she, 
posted something positive about Russia, that doesn't mean that Biden didn't sexually assault her. You know what I mean? And that's why it should be investigated. But do you think if this were anybody but Biden, what do you think they would do if this was Bernie Sanders? You think it would be a complete corporate media blackout? They know what's out there. They know this story is out there. There's a hashtag trending. Time's up, Biden. Do they, they believe women, they said, right? Should they believe women now? I don't know. Anyway. So Howard Dean tweeted, but he then later deleted this tweet. This story may or not, may not be true. It's from The Intercept, which, one, is often not credible. Two, was started by Glenn Greenwald, who helped Assange and Putin undermine the 2016 election. I tend to believe victims, but are skeptical about sources like this. They are the fox of the left. But he deleted it. I mean, this is the attack that goes on. If you attack powerful men, now you're a Russian plant, right? I get that too. Not that I, I haven't got it personally, but anytime you post anything against um, Joe Biden, there's a chorus that comes up and saying, you're a, uh, this is all Russian bots. Now that's, that may be true. There may be Russian bots. The Russian bots are all over Twitter, but you can find out. You could look at Bot Sentinel and they tell you which hashtags are trending. And not every anti Biden tweet or uh, hashtag is generated from, um, from Russia. So it's a way of really confusing the, his- the issue. So, which is it? Uh, and the thing that annoys me now, I remember Mika Brzezinski, they're real friends. He, she's really uh, big on Joe Biden. We know that. They're, they're buddies. But when initially all these allegations were coming out against Joe Biden, these sexual assault allegations, she said, um, I, I, I got to find the clip, but I, don't, I remember watching it and getting really irritated how she was covering for him, saying, oh, because he uh, hugged somebody once, always downplaying it. Well... Which is it then, Mika? Are you for women or against? Are you only for women who give, uh, who, who say they were sexually assaulted by Twitler? Is it that far-fetched? Is it, what's more of a far-fetched story? That Tara Reid is somehow a, a Russian agent trying to undermine the campaign of a powerful, rich white man? Or... A powerful, rich white man abuses, sexually abuses a staffer. I don't know. What, what seems more far-fetched in the world of Occam's razor? That, they, that uh, Russia recruited Tara Reid to undermine Joe Biden, this great candidate? Give me a break. This isn't the first time it's been, this is not something that is unknown about Biden. That's the other thing. 
with the DNC. They get it. They understand this. They know this history. It's not that it's only come out now. There's a long history of this. Of him saying, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I got permission. Don't worry. I got permission to touch. Oh, the world has changed. And then his first um, instance, his first excuse was that, oh, uh, that's just the way I am. I'm, I'm old school. I understand that the world has changed. He's just a, he, and that's what Mika said. She said, oh, he's just a very huggy person. He likes to hug. I don't know if where a hug turns into digitally penetrating someone without their permission. But I don't know. I wasn't there. Like many of these allegations, that's the nature of them. These, it's his word against hers because no one's there. That's why you investigate. But if this was, the point is, if this was anybody but Biden, if this was Bernie, if it was any other candidate, if it was Trump, of course, if it was, um, if it was Bernie, they would be all over it incessantly instead they have to attack bernie by other means of course pretend i mean if it's not for bernie in this bill it would have been a lot worse for working people well here's biden back in the day uh, i just want you to know i had permission to hug lonnie hardy 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 I don't know, man. See, there he is, his hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a rip riot, rip roaring riot. Biden, I have permission. Good way to dismiss. I thought you believed women. Only when they are, are saying something against Republicans. That just goes to show you. What does it mean to be a Democrat? Honestly, what is a Democrat? This is why um, they, those on the right who, you know, uh, those who we lost to this con man, they look at the Democratic Party and they see the hypocrisy that we see when we look at the Republicans. Of course, the Republicans are horrible and they're worse. They suck. They are liars. And, but that's why we have to be even more um, upstanding and less hypocritical at every turn because they'll look at that. They're not going to give it a pass. They'll say, see, just like we said, they're hypocrites. The liberals, they don't mean it. So why are sexual assault allegations against Biden being ignored? In an article in The Guardian, Arwa Maha... Dawi says, right-wing news outlets have gleefully seized upon the accusations against Biden. The story has also been discussed by left-wing commentators, like, you know, on the Hill. However, the mainstream media has largely ignored these allegations. Instead, there have been headlines like, Top 10 Women Joe Biden Might Pick as VP, and Joe Biden's Inner Circle, No Longer a Boys Club. It's usually frustrating to see conservatives who couldn't give a damn about the multiple sexual allegations against Donald Trump 
weaponize the ag- the accusations against Biden. However, it's also frustrating to see so many liberals turn a blind eye. The accusations against the former vice president are serious. Why aren't they being taken seriously? So if they're being discussed all over the right wing blogosphere and the and their news outlets, of course, and they're not being discussed on uh, media, on liberal media, on on the corporate liberal so-called media. I mean, on the so-called liberal corporate media, then it just validates the right wingers who say, "You see, the ones who voted for, let's say, uh, the ones who voted for Obama twice and then voted for Twitter, what are they going to do? They're going to see Joe Biden as a hypocrite. Oh, he's just like." Donald Trump, what's the difference? And they're hypocrites. They're not, they're not even discussing it. They, they go after Donald Trump, but they say nothing when the accusations are against their guy. So it gives that team, us against them, attitude. It validates it. It's ridiculous. It also it plays into the right-wing hands, and it also diminishes our chance, the chance of Democrats winning the White House and the Senate. This is what they say. Oh, we needed Joe Biden because he can win the Senate. It's another um, wash here. Joe Biden does not have the moral high ground yet again, just like he doesn't have the moral high ground on NAFTA and CAFTA and all these right wing on the attacks on Social Security we know that Twitter is coming for Social Security. We know these things. He said it publicly. But so is Joe Biden. We know that Twitter has a history of sexual assault. But so does Joe Biden. And the fact that the Democrats are doing nothing about it, that they continue to push him, is, is really concerning. One obvious reason is that Reed's accusations are hard to prove. The incident happened long ago and there weren't any witnesses. Reed also gave a slightly different version of events last year. She accused Biden of touching her neck and shoulders in a way that was inappropriate and uncomfortable, but she didn't say anything sexual took place. But she recently said she, she downplayed it at the time. This inconsistency obviously doesn't mean she's lying. Unfortunately, it's easy to use against her. But that's what the nature of, uh, according to what we hear when Donald Trump is accused, this is the nature of someone who's a victim of sexual assault. It's very difficult to go up against powerful people, especially when there's a chorus of powerful people against you. And then you have people like Mika Brzezinski downplaying it. Oh, because somebody got, he hugged you too long that great champion of knowing your value, you know, like know your value, but also know your place, surf. Powerful people do whatever they want to do. Just breathe, take a breath, (sighs) breathe out the stress, breathe out the income inequality, the upward immobility, Breathe out that whole crazy notion of revolution. You don't want a revolution. 
You just want to get through the day. You just want things back to normal. You know, normal, where the one-third can't retire. That You know, normal, like going on GoFundMe to beg for medical care. Back to normal. Breathe in, breathe out. The stress. That's, that's what the corporate media's got for you. And they want you to... They don't, they want you to do, uh, you know, the, the yoga poses instead of actually push the corp, the, uh, corporate owned candidates into making this government work for more than just their rich benefactors. They don't want, oh, who wants a revolution? Obama said it, right? Nobody wants a revolution. We just want normalcy, like the normalcy of powerful men getting away with their crimes. It is. That's what's normal. And that's why I ask you to support the real liberal media. Because we only have each other. We're in this together. We have powerful forces from the right and from the left. And they got the plat- they got the platforms. And there are Spreading their bullshit. So we have to sp- we have to spread the truth and the community to activate the community to get this country back so it works for more than just the 1%. And the reason I bring up the Joe Biden stuff is that I'm, co- I'm very concerned. Of course, I say, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I will vote for him. Yes, blah, 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 because when you're in a hole, stop digging. But this is one of the many, many examples why we're in big trouble. For God's sakes. Yes, the uh, Antonia on the chat, I say this every week, but we cannot give up on Bernie. The primary is far from over. You're absolutely right. It's true. Though they want it to be, Biden says, who wants, an, who wants another debate? Oh, we're tired with debates. Of course. But if Bernie doesn't keep pushing, this is how you win. You got to push. You got to do it anyway. You got to keep going anyway. And the corporate media is in collusion. That is for sure. And they, but either way, they don't care. If Bernie loses, they don't care. They could still, they'll, they'll still, they'll whine on the, on AM Joy and whatnot, but they won't, they'll, they'll be fine. They can run, in fact, it's actually probably better for them. And even the Democratic National Committee, they'll fundraise off it. It's us. We have to live in the consequences of their complete, greedy, self-serving interests. No, we don't want a revolution. Are you kidding me? Of course we do. We want a new, new deal. We, and not just want it, we need it. And that's why we have to uh, keep pushing. And like I always say, we stick together, we win. And that's just another way of saying e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. We are the real Democrats. We are the real patriots. 
because we don't leave anybody behind and we're capable of having a country and, and, and living and functioning in a society that works for all. It is the obligation of real Democrats to work for the people, not for the rich and their and the oligarchy choking the life out of democracy. All right, guys, we'll see what's going to happen on uh, when I can have a show next. I'm not sure. I can't promise. Maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We will be here, though. I want to thank you all for hanging out at the regular slot at Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Thank you all for your super chats and for your support. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Tell your friends because that's how we're going to win. We will not win unless we stick together. So my name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I will please, uh, well, please join our discord page in the meantime. And, uh, I will see you very soon.